Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. He's back from Canada, friends. Heidi ho, boys and girls. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. So happy to have Joel Cheeseman back. And I think. Still a little hungover from the 4th of July holiday. <laughs> we dive into Indeed's walled garden against Google. Is old school job board SEO dead? And we give our thoughts on the Jobgate conference. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. Let's do this. Did you know that an estimated 60% of all resumes are processed by sovereign technology? The largest job boards in the world use Sovereign. We've been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we offer the most configurable, scalable, and accurate software on the market. It's also simple to integrate. Test our resume parser and our artificial intelligence matching engine and discover how they can help improve your hiring process. Visit Sovereign.com for a free demo. A big welcome to our latest advertiser, Sovereign. Sovereign. Spelled S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. Welcome. The art and science of artificial intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) Resume parsing, folks. Get on board. Uh, Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I was uh, in Canada for a couple weeks and uh, lots to talk about, although it was a short news week. So I say we dive right into uh, the news. Let's hit it. All right, Jobgate was uh, three weeks ago now, I guess. Yeah, uh, Chad and I did a live a live show, which is online. If you haven't heard it yet, we we encourage you to do so. Um, but what was what were some of your thoughts uh, takeaways from the show, Chad? I thought it was really cool, and and one of the big, I mean, big pushes for the the actual show itself was Career Builder and Google on stage at the same time talking about the Google Jobs API and how uh, Career Builder was uh, was using it. So I mean, you know, the whole Trojan horse thing got to ask a lot of a lot of questions. Uh, they were unveiling some things, and I thought it was uh, it was uh, it was a good presentation, and it was a dual presentation um, between Tarquin over at uh, Google Cloud and um, Steve, Steve, right, um, over at uh, Career Builder. So, I mean, great guys, uh, great great conversation, and I mean, I think it gave us kind of a peek inside of why uh, job boards and even <clears throat> companies, clients should look at using the Google Jobs API. What would you think? You know, uh, if if Biggie and Tupac had gone on stage, <laughs> I'm not sure it would have been as big a deal to this uh, bunch of job site geeks uh, that were in the audience. Um, yeah, yeah it, look, Google doesn't go on stage very often. Like, Google doesn't yeah. do this. Um, the fact that they were able to get a representative um, from the API solution talk about this uh, was very, very cool. Um, now, in terms of the the solution, the data, I think that going into it, there were a lot of people, job board owners, et cetera, who were very uh, cynical or critical about what Google was doing. And I think they probably left feeling a lot more comfortable. Um, I heard a lot of, you know, quite a few job board owners talk about, yeah, we're going to do this, or we're definitely going to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Google tried to make um, them feel a little bit better by saying, 
We're not going to use the data for anything googly. Um, now, whether you believe that or not is up to you. Uh, they can change the the you know the uh, the terms of service uh, in, at any time. But you know, sets so a risk that that companies will take. But for a small job board to be able to put Google's search technology, and they showed some examples where you know there were misspellings or what's the context of a search, mm-hmm. you know, uh, related search things that you expect when you do a Google search. For a small job board to be able to put that on their site and the big job boards too. I mean, Career Builder with all their resources doesn't have the search capabilities that Google does. And they showed some side-by-side results yeah. uh, where, the, where the Google stuff was way superior. So, um, yeah. yeah, hats off to, to Google and the product. Um, hats off to Career Builder for sort of diving into it. Uh, we've talked about Career Builder getting away from the job search component mm-hmm. and uh, they alluded that this was a great way to take resources from the search component mm-hmm. and put it towards other things. Um, so a lot of job boards and sites are going to have to ask themselves, you know, do we want to continue to put resources behind better search or do we want to put resources behind other things? It's a, it's a, it's an easy question. You ask yourself, can I do search better than Google? That's the question. Can I do search better than Google? You might be able to today, but in six months, they're going to whip your ass, right? So... Embrace it. I mean, seriously, you're not a search company. You're a content company. You're an advertising company. It's really what job boards are. So take your proprietary search, go ahead, dig a six foot hole, throw it into that bad boy and adopt the the, the, the Google API. Because I mean, if career builder can do it, um, I think very, very smart for them to do that because they're focusing on other aspects of their business. Um, and they know that Google's going to do the search better. So you know, as for Joel's <clears throat> Trojan horse uh, possibilities, they, 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 I think, I think that kind of put to rest for some of those job boards that there was no Trojan horse. They wouldn't share the behavioral data and all the other, all the other data that they would be compiling behind the scenes. They would not share that. Um, not to mention, you know, to be able to look at some of the, I mean, Career Builder has been around for how long and their search still sucked compared to the, the API out of the box. And that was right out of the box. And then it started to learn and it had better contextual, like you'd said, better contextual search. Uh, the AI was learning um, human resources, which we all know we have issues with. If you're just doing a keyword search, I mean, it, it's just it just makes a hell of a lot more sense. And, and this is also cool. Career Builder, if they haven't launched it yet, they're going to be launching a, uh, a, a new search that is just going to be a mobile search that is focused on really proximity and drive times. So that's going to be cool because that's a part of the actual API itself. Yep. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. If you think you can do search better than Google, then you should just launch a video site because you can do it better <laughs> than YouTube as well, I guess. Um, something else that, else that was interesting is we, we got some early feedback from some job boards mm-hmm. that are that have their jobs on Google for Jobs. And the feedback very early was incredibly positive. Yes. Um, I talked to uh, somebody at Career Board, for example, who mentioned they had their best two days traffic-wise yeah. in a long time or maybe ever. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the CEO of Snag a Job was on the stage um, at one point, and I believe he said 17% increase over the last few days. Yeah. And that's that's crazy <laughs> because Snag a Job is such a – it's been around forever. Yes. I mean, 17 for them, that's a huge increase. Well, um, they're, they're not some startup job site, you know, they've been around a long time. So the, the early numbers are really positive. 
You know where um, they're getting that. So you know where they're getting that traffic from, right? Google. Well, yeah, they're getting it because Indeed's not there. <laughs> because the Indeed owned the organic before. Now the organic doesn't exist. And and Indeed's jobs, what? They're not there. <laughs> <clears throat> that's yeah, that's interesting. Uh, not only did they get exposure, but Indeed got pushed down in uh, most uh, in most uh, searches. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's a bummer for them, I think. <laughs> but so the, uh, Indeed, uh, Indeed SVP, I believe, an executive from Indeed was also on the stage. Um, what was your takeaway from sort of their initial mindset in regards to Google for Jobs? Because they were asked directly, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, they're being indignant. I mean, they're just they they really believe that they can they can beat the search powerhouse, which is what has fueled them since their inception. So I don't know how they look at their past and how they get their traffic now, and I I, I don't know how they can they can take the stance that they're looking to take. Um, it just it's 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 odd. It really is. Yeah, you know, they, they put out a, a press release. Um, I don't know if it was released, but they did some interviews early on um, where they were like, oh, it's great that, that Google can join the party 13 years after, you know, Indeed got started. And, so stupid. Um, you know, I, I talked I talked to uh, their marketing head and, you know, he brought up the fact, and it's, it's fair. Um, this is Google's second, you know, try at this. Uh, Facebook is on attempt number two. Um, eBay got into this a while. I mean, like, so some major players have tried to, to get into the job space historically. So, you know, maybe, maybe it's fair that they're thinking, you know, this is just another attempt by a big company to get in a space they know nothing about. And in two, three years, we won't even be talking about Google for jobs. Uh, indeed it'll be bigger and better than ever. Um, whether he's true or not, time will tell, but I think the hubris is a little bit telling. How much money are they going to have to spend? Because they're losing a ton of organic traffic. How much money are they going to have to spend in the SEM side and the marketing side to be able to make that back? And is that is that a plausible is, is that a plausible strategy? I don't think it is. I, and I think Snag a Job and all and Career Board and all the other job boards are saying, "Oh yes, indeed, we love your strategy. Stay the hell away from Google for Jobs." <laughs> well, it'll be interesting at the next year's Job Gate or two years now. If all these job boards are pissed off because they're not on Google for jobs, because all the ATS, all the ATS jobs are on uh, on those that's sites, right? Yep. And if we if we had our crystal ball, I think we'd predict that's probably the case. Yep. So uh, enjoy that nice free traffic while you can. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a quick break and let's talk a little bit about uh, more about Indeed's strategy against um, Google because it's uh, it's a pretty interesting one. Let's hear a little bit from AJE. America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a thousand customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. 
A big shout out to Bill Fanning for stepping in for the big shoes of Cheeseman last week. Yeah, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, he might be replacing me. I don't know. <laughs> such a downgrade for me to come back after that um it's a it's a platform war i guess um indeed yes, indeed strategy uh sort of was born out almost 10 years ago when craigslist blocked them from scraping their jobs and putting them putting them on indeed and to this day craigslist still blocks um indeed uh so in addition to indeed not being on Google for jobs. They're not participating. If you post your jobs only on indeed, they're not going to show up on Google for jobs. That's something as an employer you should know, but this, 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 this is looking a little bit like, you know, I'm an Apple person because they've got all my data. I use iTunes, you know, I'm on their platform and the Google platform where I'm on Google and Android. And this is just what I do. And I'm not going to leave because this is how I do business. And both of these companies seem to be a little bit in a race in terms of market share of how they can do that. Yeah. So you have not only, not only jobs, but you have Google hire, which is essentially an ATS. Yeah. Uh, Indeed launches indeed career pages, which is essentially, uh, dare I say an ATS or a budding ATS where little companies can put their jobs um, you have the one button thing. Everyone's trying to get their button on all these sites to one click apply. Like yeah. employers may eventually have to decide, am I a Google person or am I an indeed person? Yeah. And that oh. sort of seems like the strategy indeed is, uh, is, is, is laying out for us. They can try. They, they, they can try. It's not going to happen that way. And if I was a client, um, I think it, so from, from an employer standpoint, I think it's, it's much easier when you're switching from, uh, Google, the I or iOS to you know Droid or something like that. I mean, that's an investment that I mean you're really going to have to make a switch on, um, not just from a behavioral standpoint, but obviously from from a technology standpoint. In this case, I mean, I don't see that. I just don't. I think it'd be easy for a company to say, "Oh, Indeed's not giving us the traffic and the ROI that we're used to. We're going to kill it, and we're going to go to Google for jobs, or we're going to go here, we're going to go there." I I don't think that is a, as hard of a change as it used to be back in the day with the career builder and monster because of the resume database. Um, so I don't think that's, that's going to be an issue. It's all about traffic. It's all about ROI um, cost per click. I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly simple. I, I just don't understand. Indeed. Indeed's Indeed's job is to do as much as they possibly can to get qualified candidates to, the uh, application process through the application process by using that, that, uh, that, that job description. Um, and they've leveraged Google masterfully, masterfully better than anybody else out there. And now what they're doing is what they've done masterfully, they're ejecting out of it. So everything they know, and think about this being an expert in one thing and then saying, you know what, we're going to step the hell away from this where we have really set our livelihood and our traffic's livelihood. We're going to step away from it and we're going to do something different. Yeah. I'm sorry. It just doesn't, it doesn't fly with me. What's the old adage about tasting your own medicine? <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, no, know, I think, shit, dude. No shit. I think I, I, you know, I see a lot more interest from big companies about using Google's ATS than I think I would ever see about Indeed's. I mean, yes. I've had big companies ask me, hey, how do I get on Google Hire? Like, what yeah. is the process? 
Um, I, I think most companies hate their hate their ATS. If they mm-hmm. can use Google's use UX, their use you know their speed, their right. user friendliness, their technology. Um, I see a you know a lot of people, and that's when I get into the ATSs are next in terms of trying to decide are we going to be a Google company or not? No, because going I think they're, they're going, going to see pressure from this. But yeah, yeah I mean, Indeed's, Indeed's hope is that they can have, you know, the career center. They can be your job posting solution. They'll be your resume database. They'll be your, you know, like there'll be all this stuff. And I agree with you. It's going to be a real uphill battle because I think a lot of big companies and companies in general are going to be like, how do I get on Google? And they're doing it very intelligently by releasing it in beta they're having very small, you know, companies using it at first, getting out yep. the kinks, um, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll go full board. But yeah, I think again, it's hard to to sugarcoat this for Indeed. I mean, they can stall, they can dude. Um, it's on the employers, turn, you know, slow down the clock. But man, it's, it's on the employers. I'm telling you right now, it's on the employers. The employers are going to spend their money again. That's how they vote by spending their money. Um, and they're going to they're going to to make sure that anything that they actually invest in is going to have that nice shiny bright Google logo on it, whether it's an API, whether it's Google Hire, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. And ATSs are going to have the Google API. I mean, it's just it's going to be it's going to be something that everybody's going to be using. So get used to it, jump on board, drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. You heard the bell. Uh, Let's uh, let's talk about something totally different. Um, text messaging, uh, Canvas, an Indianapolis-based startup, which Woo-hoo! we don't see very much, uh, but being some Indiana residents, that was uh, nice to see. So Canvas is, I guess, essentially going after text recruits. Uh, Pi. Um, I'm sure there are other sites that do text recruiting stuff or text messaging with candidates, but Canvas has created a pretty nice product. Um, it looks very much like an email dashboard. Uh, they have Watson running some of the AI where, um, you know, if someone asks, what's your address, it pops up, you know, options for address. It pops up options for, um, like attachments for benefits information and things like that. So it's a, it's a really nice product. Um, they're using, uh, um, not Trulia cause that's a, a real estate site. Uh, help me out. Um, well, anyway, they're using they're using someone else's backbone for doing the text messaging. Uh, every recruiter can have their own, me- own own phone number that they can put to contact candidates via text messaging. Um, by all accounts, millennials, uh, I believe the the thing they're quoting is about thirteen or seventeen percent prefer uh, phone calls or want to talk on the phone versus text. Uh, Gen Xers, it's about twenty two percent, and everyone would rather text message anyway, right? So. Oh, yeah. um, this is a trend that I think we're both really surprised has not caught on better um, just because it's obvious that messaging is and text messaging is incredibly popular. And the fact that more companies aren't doing this is, is kind of interesting. What are your thoughts? Yeah. To, to, <clears throat> to believe that text messaging has shown such great promise for so long. And I keep saying promise because nobody's, but he's putting both feet in and actually using this as much as I believe they, they really should. Um, email versus text, it's very simple. Text wins. Um, and then being able to – we were talking to Jonathan Duarte at, um, at JobGate about this. Um, he's actually developed the same kind of thing from a text standpoint from a, uh, AI and robot. 
um, to be able to kind of chat bot back and forth. Um, this just makes sense. <clears throat> so yeah, the, some of the, the, the easy application process can actually be done through a chat. They ask you a question. What's your name? First name, Chad, last name, so watch. And then automatically fills out the application for you and you're doing it via text and you don't even realize it. So you can get a good amount of the application process completed um, before you go and maybe upload a resume or maybe you don't even have to at that point. Answer some questions, yes, no questions, things of that nature. Um, it just makes it so simple and it's it's mobile. I mean, it, it goes where you go. You know, you've got a few minutes. Uh, you can start chatting back and forth with this with this chatbot. You don't even know it's a chatbot, but uh, it just makes good sense. It's efficient, and the biggest piece of this is it's it, it, people respond to it. It's got like what like ninety five percent. I think the last text numbers I saw ninety five percent response rate. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and in addition to that, it's it's opened within fifteen minutes of receipt. Um, for most people, I will add that it's this isn't a chat bot per se. It is mm -hmm. actual people yeah. um, messaging back and forth. It just plugs in some of those artificial intelligence or some of those AI components to auto um, auto populate uh, you know replies to people. Um, but Chad, you have a couple teenage girls and yeah. maybe another <laughs> a teenage boy in the house. How many yeah. how many times have you emailed them in the last month? They don't even know what email is, man. And to be, I mean, it's, it's either text or uh, Instagram or Snapchat. And generally it's Snapchat. Um, but if I want to get a hold of them, I have to text them. There's no way in hell they're going to pick up the phone, which drives me crazy because when you pay for the phone, for God's sakes, you should, you know, you should pick up the phone. Uh, but they, they'll answer, they'll, they'll answer a text. And I think we, I mean, they were actually over, over to your house a few weeks ago and you, and you, you, you were like grilling them on what they use. So what kind of, what kind of Intel did you get? <laughs> well, I, when I, when I'm with young people, I always want to know what are the hot apps? What are the hot, you know, hot things. And I think I asked them, you know, what app could you not live without? And they both said Snapchat. So yeah. for whatever that's worth, uh, Snapchat is doing well with the younger set. And it seems to be an app that they can't live without. But clearly, this is how people communicate. Um, I'm sure recruiters bang their head on the wall with voicemail and you know, voice you know, tag your it, call yeah. me back, waiting yeah. for the call. I mean, this is such a much better way to connect with people. And if you can do it in an email format for recruiters to where they can manage conversations, they can share conversations, um, they can automate some of the conversations like this just seems like a trend that's a no brainer. Um, my only question would be, you know, how long before the ATSs get on board with sort of SMS messaging of candidates? Um, to me, that's the real threat to these businesses is that it's a feature and not a product. Yes. And you know, the job bites and the work days of the world start plugging this functionality in because it is such a need uh, for companies as they're recruiting people um, that are younger than exactly. what they've been recruiting in a while. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Get it. Get it boned up so you can get bought, just like Slack. Get it boned up. Boned up. All right. Um, old school SEO. Is, is it changing? <laughs> yes. Um, this is so interesting to me because I'm an SEO geek. But yes. you know, for the last twenty years or so, job boards, job sites, companies, employers 
have optimized for Google web searches. They know it. And as we've known it for the last, you know, 15, 17, whatever years. Um, well, guess what? Recruiters, you need to be better marketers as usual. Um, you have to start optimizing your job postings for Google for jobs. Um, I know that sucks because you've had <laughs> crappy. Sh- sh- I'm not going to get an E for this episode. Oh, crappy on. job postings, uh, not robust job postings. Uh, and you're going to get hurt for doing business as usual. If you're posting crappy stuff and content on Google for jobs, because what we've been seeing from uh, some reports internally and just sort of obvious how Google does things you know, if your if your jobs aren't getting clicked, if your jobs aren't being viewed for more than you know one or two seconds, um, if you're not engaging with people, if you don't have video and things that you know draw attention, if you're not most importantly getting applications from your job posting, um, your job is going to fall off the results page fairly quickly, and you need to be aware of that because it's going to become of, of growing importance as Google for Jobs grows. Yeah. So. This is it's a big thing, uh, and it's the one of the one of the reasons why AI is a part of this whole process because it can fix some of the behaviors we've seen over the last couple of decades. Because recruiters do not know how to write job descriptions; they're not marketers, and and that's and I totally understand that, right? They they, they put out the recs, here's the requirements, blah blah blah, but the job descriptions suck, and they've always sucked. Um, the, the only time that they were worse is when they were two column inches, right? In the newspaper. <laughs> so, so they've gotten better because there's more information, but they still suck. There's really no marketing behind them. And Joel's hundred percent right. So there's a couple of things that you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to understand is that, um, you're going to have incredibly bad placement if you don't have great job titles instead of scientist four or, you know, some stupid ass acronym, um, in the actual job title itself, you're going to have to tell the people what the freaking job is, people. Not to mention when you get into the job description itself, um, it's going to, again, it's all going to be performance-based. So if you get a click into that job and somebody reads through it real quick and they jump out, they eject out of it, Google's going to see that and they're going to penalize your ass. Okay, so be smart. You, you've got it. We have not, and we haven't had a, we've had plenty of reasons to write better job descriptions, but we just haven't done it. So hopefully getting penalized will make behavior change in recruitment and staffing. I don't think it will. I really don't. But, but this is one of the reasons why the AI piece of Google makes a hell of a lot of sense because they're going to look at your job description as shitty as it is, by the way. And they're going to map it to something that makes sense. Um, still, still though, you've got to remember, Google can only help you so much. So they can map it to something that makes sense, but that doesn't mean somebody's going to click on it and apply because your job description sucks. So talent acquisition friends that are out there, recruiters, staff, everybody, get your shit together and start to do things right. Dang it. What? Got us an ex- expletive rating. Dude, well, it yes, it pisses me off so because up about this. they should get they, they we shouldn't even be having this discussion. We should not be having this discussion. This is ridiculous. Uh, and and guess guess what? If you're using Google Hire, 
and using Google to post your jobs and using mm -hmm. Google to have people apply to these jobs yeah. and what we think is eventually Google resumes and whatnot, Google's going to learn, you know, you're probably going to have a better apply process because Google, assumably, is going to be better than most of the other solutions out there. Yeah. So you're going to have more applies. Google's going to know more stuff about you. Um, you're probably going, companies are going to start ranking better not because it's Google, but just because Google's functionality, speed, et cetera, is going to lend itself to better search rankings. So I do think longer term, this will lead some savvier uh, employers into Google Hire because of the rankings that they'll start getting and seeing um, on Google. Additionally, right. you're going to get real-time exposure. As soon as you post your job on Google Hire, you're going to be up immediately. Um, it, it, it's very interesting, but but Google's laying this out perfectly. Um, yeah. It's going to be a marathon, uh -huh. um, but they're doing so many things right in this. Um, and the, the old school SEO is going to start reverting to like optimize your job postings. Well, what does that mean? And, and companies are going to have to get on this or they're going to fall behind. It's one, that quick, simple. One, one quick side note. If and we talk about old school SEO, having jobs in your URL used to mean I mean, not everything, but a lot, right? To to Google because they actually saw that you had jobs and it was a part of your actual site. That doesn't mean anything anymore, guys. Because guess what? If you go to a search in Google or in Chrome and you put jobs in it, and you're and you're just trying to get to your website, guess what? You're now going to be below the fold because that Google for jobs search box is going to be up top. So, 20 years having a, a URL with jobs in it was great until Google for jobs came and pushed you below the fold in the organic. Yep. And we're seeing some job sites like ladders producing content yep. uh, outside of job postings to get traffic. We're seeing obviously employer reviews driving a lot of traffic. So it, as a job board, you know, the, the free Google traffic right now is great, but you better start thinking about additional content to start driving organic search traffic because some of that Google for job stuff uh, could go away as, as you know, more ATSs get on board and more Google Hire customers come on board. Um, yeah, interesting uh, interesting predicament for a lot of people, and the ones who adapt best will win. Write better job descriptions, people. Better job descriptions. All right, let's hear from uh, one score real quick, and then we'll talk about sex robots. Ever made a bad hire? Well, who hasn't? Hiring the right person can be extremely difficult, and quite frankly, can kill your business if you get it wrong. Well, now thanks to the folks at Wonderlick, there is an easy and affordable solution that can help you find the future rock stars and help you avoid the bad apples. It's called OneScore, and you can try it for free. That's right. Chad and Cheese listeners can get a free seven-day trial by visiting wonderlick.com slash cheddar. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C dot com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Use OneScore to make your hiring process smarter. Go to www.wonderlick.com slash cheddar and start your free OneScore trial now. They're everywhere, to begin. <clears throat> They're everywhere. I mean, nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred. The oldest occupation, this is what I've heard, right? The oldest occupation known to mankind is now, it sounds. Under assault. Like, yeah, by robots. This is ridiculous. Not just manufacturing, but... Sex. This we can't see okay. this. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So this came from a story, uh, which I'm sure the, this is not a new thing, 
right? I've seen documentaries on this stuff. There's been movies about this stuff. Like people will have sex with robots at some point if they're not currently doing that. And this is no different than, you know, the blow up dolls of the fifties, sixties, <laughs> whatever. Right. It's just yeah. taken on a new form. Um, but yeah, like what are all the prostitutes going to do? They're, I, I, I'm a little bit worried about them, I guess. Um, <laughs> Dude, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I mean, the reason why we're talking about this is because we continue to talk about AI. We continue to talk about robots and many people are like, yeah, well, I really don't see this happening. Guys, every aspect of our lives is going to be, we're going to have this intruder. (laughs) It's going to be robots. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Android love dolls. I shit you not, man. Android love dolls. It's Blade Runner. It is. Because, I mean, no, it is. Yes. Look, I think we're a hundred years away from this being any kind of thing. Um, these robots cost, according to the story, five five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars. You know, they look sort of real. I, you know, I doubt they feel very real, but eventually they will, right? And yeah. you know, if prostitution is illegal, like, is robot prostitution illegal? Like, can we have robots on the street that you can go rent for an hour? Like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out, but it's sort of fun uh, to talk about, <laughs> speculate. But the world is changing, and so yeah. is, as you said, the older profession in the book. Well, no one is immune to this. As as Blade Runner, what is it? Twenty forty nine is coming out. Um, yes. It is like it is like perfect timing. It's almost like they're trying to they're trying to get a bump off of the trailer, right? Oh, when you see them, when you see those robot prostitutes in Blade Runner 2049, you can spend 5,000 to 50. I mean, it is ridiculous. And it does talk a little bit about the, the, the state of human relationships and the future of human relationships, right? I mean, both sexes are working, you know, dating is different than it's ever been. You know, if sex becomes robotic, Like, do we even have traditional relationships? I mean, I assume that we do because there will always be things that we get from other human beings that we won't be able to otherwise. But it's it's sort of an intriguing question, not necessarily something for this podcast, but (laughs) it is some very interesting uh, socioeconomic, cultural civilization questions about how we relate to other people. And there are going to be robots out there and they're going to be having sex and that will change relationships for people. The robots are coming. The robots are, it gives an entirely different meaning. Oh God, I can't take any more. <laughs> uh, let's, let's just end the show on that. And, okay. uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Man. All right. Later. Later. This has been the Chad and cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss a single show and check out our sponsors because they make it all possible for more. Visit higherdaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, 
thought leaders and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.